Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies, all my homies think it stank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes, my mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All right, lads, welcome back to episode 29. You know what? I'm pretty excited about this one because we have Michael Simony. We got an extra lad on this episode for the first time since leaving my parents' basement. And that's pretty big news. That What's up, nice. everybody? It's been a while. <laughs> so, so, so actually, Still yeah. missing two. Yeah. Two lads. Missing two. Hudson, I got Hudson calls and he's like, yo, I'm in Waterloo tonight. Uh, come party with me. I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, can I pick you up now? I'm like, well, we got this thing called the podcast we're recording tonight. And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Not committed. Not committed. Phantom podcaster. Yeah. You got to let the people know, too. OC will be uh, appearing per- or sporadically, periodically, I guess you could say. He. Uh, He's got a little. Um, yeah, he's, he's a busy man. Too too much on his plate. Too yeah. much on his plate. He's big leaguing us. We respect. Well, that. He has something it's, called it's, an internship. No. <laughs> well, yeah, with, with a little thing called Basketball Ontario. Yeah, Not maybe you've deal. heard of him. Not a big deal. Kind of like our maybe. guest on this episode. Twice. Not a big deal. Oh. <laughs> we've been, Name uh, dropping early. <laughs> we've been teasing it for a while. Hey, look, we said we were bringing big things. We said it. OC said it. McGee and now the it. big things are in your ears. <laughs> They're coming to you. They will the be... big things are literally about to be in your ear <laughs> from in like half hour. If that. But uh, yeah, we're fired up. We, we brought Extreme you some insane. of the biggest things we could possibly bring you, but we're still, we're still bringing more, so I'm not worried. And this is, I just wanted to add, I just wanted to add, this is the culmination of, the, this is the fruit of our efforts. We started humbly in April. And over the span of, I don't know, like five, six short months, we, we have uh, Paul Pissonette on our podcast. So, I mean, like, obviously we're doing something right. And I, I mean, like, uh, who would have thought? A couple of scrubs from, like, York Region. <laughs> Man, who would have thought thing. a snowy a snowy night in April would have turned into this big <laughs> multi-billion dollar corporation. <laughs> <laughs> he says that as he's got... Uh, some some like insulation behind them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still modest. <laughs> yeah, stay true to your roots, man. I'm living modest. Warren Buffett, basically. <laughs> Childhood home. So, boys, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, it's been like a little while since we got to chat. We never really got to break break it down. John Tavares makes his debut in a Leafs jersey. What what did that feel like to you guys? Like for me, as soon as I saw him come out, like we've seen those pictures of him and stuff, and we've seen him like in the Adidas promos wearing uh, and CCM promos wearing Leafs jerseys. But to see him in an actual game lining up next to Marner, like what what was your thought on that? Man, it honestly brought a little tear to my eye. I was this guy left. ten minutes into the game gets the puck down low in the corner hard. Five Nine minutes, minutes in? in? Five. Five, five minutes, minutes in? Yeah. yeah, he pulls it out of the corner, goes far side, just no selly at all. Typical vintage <laughs> yeah. Taveras. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't, nothing phases this guy. <laughs> I, I was so excited, man. I had been like, as soon as the second he signed, I was ecstatic. Like, I was going nuts. And then just to see him, like, every time they would hype it up, like, this guy's a leaf, this guy's a leaf. Like, I, you'd almost forget, like, it doesn't. It hasn't sunken in. Like yeah. It's, now, now it's like finally like, oh shit, this is real. He's, he's but over the course of the real. summer, before you actually saw him in game action, it's like, yeah, it kind of slipped your mind a bit. Like you kind of there was a period in time where it's like, 
Yeah, like he's a Maple Leaf, but like it's not really like hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> it is just preseason too. Like you can't look too far into it. But I mean a three point two goal, one assist, like first performance. It's just better but for the future. Yeah, but you say preseason also so Tavares, yeah, honestly we'll get back to that. That's incredible and man, Toronto is just teams better watch out this year, man. Like Toronto is actually gonna be a powerhouse. Yeah. But how about Vegas, man? Like they they came off the cup final and people are like, you know what, that's that's the one time it'll happen. Next year there'll be a sh- like shit show. And then they make some like decent acquisitions in like the off season. They come out and like they have two like big back to back wins. Was it a five one and seven two or something like that? Yeah, I respect it. And like obviously, like we said, like any of these games you you see, you can't look too much into them. It's still preseason. Not everybody's got their full lineups or like starting goalies and stuff. But I respect it, man. These guys came out and everybody wrote them off in the first year. They said no way, these guys are gonna be good. Bottom of the league, all this stuff. They make it to the Cup final. They go on like the Cinderella run, and then at the end, everybody just writes them off again. It's like, oh well, they can't do that again. And instead of just falling within maybe blowing themselves up they just continue to add better pieces I, man george mcphee is a wizard that's all i'm gonna say yeah he actually is he just keeps yeah. making moves that people don't expect and like hearing about how they almost had carlson at the deadline is just shows you like that these guys are legit like they're not gonna drop off yeah and one one thing they need to do is my dark horse i called the last year Shea theodore he needs to sign. Yeah, he's unsigned right now. He's kind of he's away from the team, but yeah. he needs to sign. He is literally their he's their one defenseman. Yeah, it's not good too, especially with Nate Schmidt being uh, suspended. And McGee and I touched on that like in the last one, but like having those two guys out really hinders the back end of that Vegas team. So they really need them back. Hopefully the Nate Schmidt appeal goes through. Uh, I, like I said on the last one, it's like, this is kind of one of those ones where I actually legitimately believe that this guy didn't do it. Um, but hopefully that appeal process goes through. It's not up to us, up to the NHL, but hopefully they make the right decision. But those two probably, guys, probably should be up to us. Yeah. I mean, we know what we're talking about. So, <laughs> but yeah like i think that those those two guys are so key to that vegas defense like ridiculous oh my yeah yeah i yeah. mean Shea Theodore is so skilled he's nasty man so speaking of d-men obviously eric carlson and san jose now like they're they've been making runs for the for the last cut number of seasons but they've never been able to to like make anything of it and i know if you're a san jose fan like I don't know if you're proud of your team for making it far like multiple years in a row, or if you're just like shit. Like, why can't we like close? But now I think yeah, they're like, they're they're scary as well, dude. As a Leaf fan, looking, you see Tavares come in, and you're like, oh my god, they're winning the cup this year. And then you see San Jose; they have Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Logan Couture, Brent, Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic. Then they sign Eric Carlson or trade for yeah. him. Oh my god. Dude, it's it, literally it, it, the favorites. Nothing, oh, they have to be the favorites. But also, I just wanted to say, who do you think gives a better decor now? San Jose or Nashville? Because I know Nashville, Nashville. Had the, You still think Nashville? Top to bottom. Nashville. I still think Nashville because they have three stars, and then they have the fourth, which is um, Ekholm, which is better yeah. than like Brendan Dillon, who's, yeah. who would be San Jose's fourth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that the depth in San Jose or not San Jose Nashville, sorry, is like way deeper than what San Jose's runs down to. But I think that in terms of like top end talent, I think that their top end talent in San Jose 
beats out Nashville's, if that makes sense. Like yeah. Carlson, Burns, they beat out, I would say, Yossi and Subban. But in terms of yeah. overall depth, I would pick... Um, yeah. I would I would pick uh, Nashville. Like I, I would take I would take Burns and Carlson obviously over over Yossi and Subban. Yeah. But I mean Ellis and Ekholm versus Vlasic and Dylan. Let's say it's it's way better. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Which it, it's it's just insane though. Looking at that decor, like that is a powerhouse decor in San Jose. Like that is, that's literally what power. wins you the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's gonna be fun to watch some San Jose Sharks hockey next season. The only thing is, though, I think that San Jose's forward core is like weaker than the majority of the other forward cores that have like strong. Like, I, I don't think they're weak. I, I would say they're still gross. just lacking, like, lacking depth. I feel like, like the yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if they just have as much. Like, at the end of the day, Drew Thornton. I don't is, think they're weak. I, I don't think they're, they're just weak older. I think they're weaker. Is what I was. Is so They're getting saying. older, right? Thornton's yeah. older. This this might be his last year. Yeah. Pavelski's getting up there. Couture's still like late twenties. Yeah. Like I, but I would I mean, say they're, they're still, still gross, like... but I, I just mean like in terms of offensive threat, like scoring power from the offensive side, the forwards, I don't think it's as strong as like some other teams could be, which is where I think that that could be like where a downfall is. But I mean, the offense that Burns and Carlson provide is unmatched from the defensive end so yeah we're talking about top six forwards in the league dude the leafs like trying to be as unbiased as possible even top nine men they have i think they have the best forward core in the league yeah i would agree yeah i would agree as well but i I just want to talk in terms of like forwards like yeah like ridiculous but imagine the power play in san jose yeah yeah it's dumb, man. It's just dumb. Think about it. Burns, Carlson. I would. I would have Burns, Carlson. I don't even know. If if, what if I had to pick any two D men in the league to run my power play, I'd probably pick those two. Yeah, yeah. And, and now they they're on the same them. team. Yeah, so you're gonna have them out there for almost two minutes every single power play. Burns, Carlson, Pavelski, Couture, and probably Thornton. That's Dude, it's be like class. it's like Thornton down low in front of the net. That's scary. It's like some hardo on like an NHL hut just put together some like ridiculous team and bought, bought yeah. like hundreds of dollars in packs. In in a way, that's together. kind of like what Toronto's power play is gonna look like. Yeah, I I know, but that's the th- I'm like yeah, they have Morgan Riley, but like other than that, there's no really like they need like they're kind of lacking. And that other uh, yeah, but. Gardner guy. Yeah. yeah. Gardner, like, Don't want to really talk about him. But... Worst defensive stick in the league. <laughs> but uh, Thank God he just had a baby so he can stay far, far away from the rink for a long time, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, congratulations I, to him. I, I'm happy I for him, but a, just I hope he's stay away father. from hockey. I hope he's a great father and just like I hope he's a better father. Just spend as much time as, uh, with his son or daughter as possible. Yeah. <laughs> But like that power play on the Leafs, like more they said Morgan Riley up top, Matthews on the left side, Marner on the right side, and then uh Kadri in the middle, and then Tavares in front of the net. And apparently that's what I don't know, though. requested. Because dude, Matthews and Nylander on the power play ripping it across the top of the circles to each oh other. Oh my god. I know I know, but here's the thing. Who do you think has a better chance of getting the puck to Matthews? Marner or Nylander? I Dude, think did you see their power play I know, last year? I know, I know, but like, at, still, I think Marner's a better passer than Nylander is. That's uh, yeah, that's, like, man, I. Where do you think? Dude, they're so comparable. 
They are. They are. But where do you think that that situation is with Nylander? Any any further word on on that? Whole... There's no further word. I I just hear he's like asking for way more than they're like he's asking for probably like eight for like six to eight years. Yeah, which is kind of good to hear because it means he wants to be here and he wants to be here long term. But it's just too bad that they haven't been able to meet up on the same. I think they want to give him six five for six. Yeah, which is where I kind of see him around. Even if you went, well, I mean, I guess he's gonna want more money if you're gonna take more terms for eight years. <laughs> but like six five for six, I think that's pretty good for Nylander. Like, I think that fits right around where he's yeah. at. So if the contract thing like doesn't work out and they can't reach an agreement, what happens? Is it like a Jacob Truba arbitration situation? So if he doesn't sign a contract by December first, then he's not allowed to play for the entire year. Um, and then it goes back and you start the exact same thing again next season. You start contract oh negotiations God. again. Uh, the only way out of it, I'm pretty sure, is a trade, I think. Well, like, trade is one of the options. The, I guess you could just release the guy. But, I mean, you're not just going to release William Nylander, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You can't sign him. But That's I, crazy. Yeah, I think it's dumb. I think at, at this point... If you're William Nylander and you really want two million more and you think you're gonna be that kind of player, take a bridge deal. How can it how can it hurt you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're if you're sitting here and you're saying I want eight million because I'm going to score my I'm going to score this many points, then why can't you just say I'll take some lower amount of money, like probably around six mil or a little bit less for two years and then bank on himself yeah, exactly. getting eighty points and then come out and do it? Like that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, and we. I was gonna say, give him literally like five mil. Let him rip it up, and then and then if he is what he is, if he turns out to be unbelievable, then then give him that long term. Yeah. But I know Nylander wants that long term now. He wants that security. Yeah, which makes sense. But I mean, he, he's sitting here saying that he's worth eight million because he can score eighty points, or he's going to. Well, you haven't done it yet. So as of right now, yeah. you're not a you're not a eight million dollar a year player. So yeah. take a chance on yourself. Go out there for two years, get eighty points. Like look at Matthews. This guy is a freaking monster. If you if you yeah. can't get eighty points playing with that guy, then you you definitely aren't worth eight million dollars. Like yeah, you got to exactly. reevaluate. Like he's he's going to be one of the best players in the entire league. Like outright. Yeah, within the next probably couple of years, like I, I and and I mean that in terms of like top and every single night he's one of the best players you have to look out for. He already is a guy you always have to look out for, but in terms of consistency, stats, performance, I think he's just gonna be like one of those guys that you just can never overlook. And if you if you're the guy that's always on his wing, you like you gotta be able to produce. And that's that's one thing. Why I almost like Nylander more than Marner, because I feel like Marner, where he is right now, he's just going to be consistently the same every year, which is fantastic. Yeah. But I feel like Nylander ha almost has a bigger upside because I think he can take his game to that next level and just be ridiculous. Yeah, I could see that because his shot is just so disgusting. Like, and he's got that other, those other elements of his game that include, like, his speed, his puck carrying abilities, playmaking. He's his so vision. shifty. Yeah, like, I, I know what you mean there. But I, at the same time, I think that Marner's playmaking ability is just so. Like, when you yeah. watch him with the puck and, like, watch the decisions he makes and the guys he finds, 
it's it's absurd like it's ridiculous what, dude his vision is ridiculous which is kind of why i think that that power play with matthews on it could just be insane like if that puck gets across to matthews on the left side quicker his shot it's ridiculous speaking of ridiculous philly i don't know what's going on at your school right now but uh I saw some posts on Instagram uh, from from the University of Western Ontario. Uh, September 18th, 2018, due to the recent spread of STIs, we will be conducting mandatory penis evaluation for all males and residents. Uh, so, so basically, on September 25th, uh, circumcised penises to the lounge and uncircumcised penises to the, to the quad? <laughs> What's that all about, man? Come on. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that was not actually posted by Western University. <laughs> I, hope, sure really? I hope not. <laughs> I, that's that piece of paper that was like posted on the glass in one of the residences. And what's absolutely, I think, is hilarious about that is, um, so that's the residence that I was in in first year. It's MedSid. There's like two quads in the in like the residence area. And it's an outdoor, obviously, like you guys know what a quad is. It's an outdoor, yeah. like there's bushes and gardens and benches and stuff and like <laughs> one of the penis inspections is in the quad like what <laughs> you guys couldn't have come up with a more realistic situation like <laughs> there's just gonna be cops sticking around everywhere guys walking around waiting for public indecency <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's such a joke uh, there was another classic. one too that's such a uni thing yeah i was just saying so some random residents like some random guy living in residence just made that on like microsoft word and then fired it out there or what <laughs> i guess so because there's zero chance that that's real and anytime i was in residence so in residence anytime like a post got put up there was never a signature on it or anything like it would just be yeah. like, regards like western <laughs> management or something like that dude like, i actually, I actually have a little bit on, like, i have a little story about my own microsoft word uh residence uh-oh. so we got uh, we got one of our good buddies here at school, Connor Galanders. He played on the Ma- Waxers Midgey team last year, actually. Um, so I uh, so he he he's always in our residence, but the guy never he, he doesn't live in our building. He just always hangs around and he's always here until like three in the morning studying and shit. And like he basically only goes to his real residence to sleep. So me and my roommate Ryan, yeah, we're both named Ryan. It's great. Nice. Uh, he. Uh, He's like, yo, we should make like a wanted poster for this guy and put it put it around our like our floor <laughs> to like scare people because this random guy's always here without a key. Like, how does he even get in? Like, there'll be times where I'll be sleeping and this guy will not like knock on my door to wake me up. Like, and he'll be like, hey man, I'm like, how the fuck did you get in here without a key? It's absurd. <laughs> so, like, once once Rye gave me that idea, we went back to uh, to like the, the our residence, went to our dorm room, and I, I pulled up uh, the Waxers Midget Team website, took his photo from. Look at all spiffy in a shirt and tie, and I made a little wanted poster of Microsoft <laughs> Word. And it took me like, I don't know, two minutes. And I want to see if I can find it, but like, oh, it might be on my desktop. But basically, the gist of it was like, oh, um, if you see this man, like, do not let him in the building. Like, he's been he's been known to enter without a key. Oh, here it is right here. I actually got it. <laughs> so I made, this, I made this wanted poster for him in like two seconds. It says, do you recognize this man? Do not be fooled. He does not live here. He's been caught entering CH Little House without a key on numerous occasions. If seen, please notify the Dons. Connor Galanders, 6'2", 117 pounds soaking wet. Last seen loitering in A1 East. Help, Please help keep our residents safe. And we posted this all around our residence. And people were like taking pictures of it. Thought it was the funniest shit ever. And like running around. And then this guy, this guy sees it on his Snapchat. Because people from back home saw it. And they were like messaging him. He's like, what the hell? What the hell? He comes storming into our residence. And 
surprise. <laughs> basically lives there. And the guy's like, oh, I'm calling special constable services. Like, this is ridiculous. Defamation of character. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, we're boys. Like, this is just a prank. Like, I don't know. He was not happy, but. He was actually choked about it? Oh, he was so choked. <laughs> I felt bad, so we, we, we took him down. But, like, uh, it was a good. Uh, That's hilarious. It was a good, good time, I know. <laughs> we had a good time with that. Yeah, we Wanted actually. dead or alive. <laughs> We had a uh, one of my buddies. He lives with me now. He, like he literally lives in the room right beside me, uh, in my house. But in first year, he lived around the corner from us on a different floor. And uh, so me and my roommate Goodwin, we met this guy in uh, in like our first week there. We were both trying. All of us were trying out for the lacrosse team. And uh, we didn't really know him that well. He was like this mysterious dude from BC, kind of like always just was like in our room, like around us, hanging around us, and. We would wake up in the morning and this guy would just be in our room. We were like, or like knocking at our door. So we started just unlocking the door and leaving it unlocked. And then we would just find this guy like in our room in the morning, just like chilling, like playing on the, playing Xbox or something. And then like, it became a routine. This guy would just show up in our room, like grab his towel and his shower stuff and like hit the shower on our floor and his floor like had a shower (laughs) and stuff, but he'd reach ours and like hit our shower. And then by the end of the year, our roommate or our neighbors, like, they be they uh like they had two new guys move in there and they were our buddies they ended up hanging a hammock in the middle of our if their room and he slept in there for the last half of the year <laughs> that's insane yeah so talking that's about a guy so just like making himself at home and in, in like a different res area yeah so i know i know before we left phil you were talking about how like your your roommates or your, your neighbors rearranged their whole residence to like make like couches and bunk beds and yeah. shit like that yeah that was but room. all of our furniture all of our furniture is like bolted to the ground and we can't move it which kind of sucks uh, yeah. otherwise i do some serious serious redecorating in here yeah that's too bad make, yeah. like couches and shit yeah because they had like all move we had all movable furniture like our beds were movable our desks weren't um unless you like pulled them off the wall but that's kind of not well yeah um that's and then like so, so unwell they took like chairs and stuff from our lounges and put them in their rooms as well so that's hilarious <laughs> there was actually how is so, how do you have that much space like my room is pretty pretty tiny <laughs> it was i don't know like as soon as everything started moving around like there be, just became more and more space in there all the time and there was always more and more people in there every single night it was nuts and just so much room for activities yeah it was it was That's insane it was so cool though like having the couch and like a big tv set up and stuff and then like this guy's hammock in the middle of the room that he slept on every night like <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hilarious That's hilarious. it's classic well boys uh we haven't done it in a little while but uh do you oh, guys i am rusty uh, you guys want to hit our uh, mad libs here absolutely all right let's fire away Boys, let's get right into it here. First one, verb ending in s. Asks. Verb ending in ing. Uh, disapproving. Final answer. Plural noun. Don't uh, have a noun guy. Fruit roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups. Final answer. A noun. Lamp. Another <laughs> noun. Microphone. Final answer. Okay. Verb ending in ing. Melting. Final answer. Adjective. Clumsy. Plural noun. Ticks. Adjective. Gigantic. Plural animal. Muskrats. 
just for simony. <laughs> muskrats. Uh, <laughs> weird, a weird muskrat guy. <laughs> weird muskrat brag. Uh, plural noun. Sacks. Plural noun. Sacks. Final answer. Stacks. Sacks, like like a sack of. What of, was the of first balls. one? Sacks. Sacks. <laughs> sack of a ball. Wait, so sack two in balls. a row? Two sacks in a row? No, oh wait, no, no, I thought that was the same one, I thought you were repeating yourself. <laughs> no, no. Hey, snail, snail is my second name. Snails. Snails. A number. 14, final answer. Oh, ah! Simony, what was that? 14. Okay, 14. Best number out there in the OJ. <clears throat> oh, uh-oh, a verb, a base form. What does this mean? Ruin, final that, answer. That's a base form word? I think so. Verb? Ruin. Ruin. Ruined. Another one. Okay. Beat. Rub. Give me some adjectives oh, rub, here, rub, Jesus. Rub, okay. rub, that works. Alright, boys. That's it. So now we'll. Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? Haha. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready for this one? Yeah, what's it called? Yeah. This one's called the Fitbit. Oh. When it comes to reaching your fitness goals, asks are just the beginning. Fitbit tracks every part of your day, including activity, exercise, food, disapproving, and sleep to help you find your fruit roll-ups, stay motivated, and see how small asks make a big impact. Sync stats wirelessly and slowly from your Fitbit device to your lamp or microphone. Reach your goals by melting clumsy ticks and celebrate milestones with gigantic badges. Encourage friends and muskrats to join your path to fitness <laughs> with the leaderboard group, group challenges, and sacks or snails. For 14 years, we've dedicated ourselves to designing devices you'd want to, ru uh, to ruin and an app you'd love to rub. It's the only thing we do, and we're really good at it. Wow. That could seriously be an ad read. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's, let's contact Fitbit, please, and just run that by them to see if they uh, have any... So, there you go. There's our first, uh, first Mad Lib back since, uh, since we all left McGee's basement. And uh, with that, I think it's time that we head into our uh, our maybe most anticipated interview we've ever had in in the history. Probably of Probably ever will have. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's pretty unreal. Not a big deal though. So, uh, McGee, you want to take us into it? All right, lads, ladies. This is Paul Bizonet. Joining us now on the Lads and Lawn Chairs podcast, our most hyped up, anticipated guest we may ever, ever have on the show. He once said we were in the SPHL of podcasting. He was drafted in the second round, 31st overall in the 2001 OHL draft. He played in the 2002-2003 CHL Top Prospects game. He was a gold medalist at the 2002-2003 U18 World Junior Championships. He was an OHL All-Star. Yes, an OHL All-Star in 2003-2004. He was drafted in the fourth round, 121st overall in the 2003 NHL Entry Draft. Since then, he has logged 254 OHL games, 101 ECHL games, 270 AHL games, and 202 National Hockey League games. He is a two-time, yes, that's correct, a two-time ECHL All-Star. He is an AHL Calder Cup champion, and now he spends his time being the star of a hit YouTube miniseries called Biz Nasty Does BC and the Spittin' Chicklets Podcast. How's it wow. going, Biz? Fucking laser light show, fucking fog machine coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> this guy's head's gonna explode after that. 
That was a good, you, you forgot the healthy scratches. More healthy scratches than NHL games played. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, that's an impressive statistic. Well, we're, we're glad that you, uh, you've joined us. I mean, it, it, we were getting a little aggressive in your DMs. We, uh, we met you at the Lug event. Yep. You agreed to come on. <laughs> you, you gave us your email and said to shoot you one. We did, and then... Nothing. Feathers. <laughs> and then uh, we just started absolutely... Just hounding you. Assaulting your DMs. So we apologize for that, but on we're Instagram. glad you joined yeah. us. Hey, boys, I respect your persistency, and you guys got me on. I promised it, and I always follow through with my promises. It's just, uh, it was, it's been a busy couple weeks uh, getting some stuff, some work done on my end, pushing content, but uh, I'm glad we connected. For sure. You're, you're, a big, you're a big businessman now. You got the... Uh, the whole Eagle Energy bit going. You got Biz Does BC and uh, Spin Chicklets. You got you got a lot on your plate. It's a triple threat. Well, yeah, boys. You know, I, I didn't make a, a boatload of money when I played. I, I did all right for myself, but uh, not enough to just, you know, go golf every other day and, and, and hang around. I got to I keep earning money. I have uh, expensive taste, and, and I, you know, I, I want nice things in life, and, and you got to work for those. So I'm, I'm prepared to do that. And boys, it's it's nice. Once you're done uh, your career, it's uh, you got to find things that are going to stimulate your mind and keep you busy and, and keep you moving. I think that's the the biggest problem for people who retire. Even though, even if some guys do retire with boatloads of money, it's you know that they get bored. All of a sudden, they're not around the locker room anymore. So, I've been fortunate enough to to join the media crew with with the Arizona Coyotes. I get to still be around the guys. I get to travel on the private jet. I get to eat filet, you know, how many feet in the air, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good gig. So I wanted to ask you about that. You, uh, Once you had left hockey, had you kind of had the uh, an idea of where you wanted to be in terms of, like, the, the media world and what teams you wanted to work for, or were you just kind of hoping that you might be able to pick up a gig uh, in the sports uh, sports media world? Um, I knew with, with the following that I've gathered through social media during my playing days that it, it was probably inevitable that I was going to do something in media. Um, the the Coyotes gig was always talked about with uh, Rich Nair, who, who kind of runs all the PR department here. Uh, one, of, one of the best in the league, uh, you know, and uh, he, he, uh, he talked to me, you know, a couple of years leading up to it. I wasn't ready to retire quite yet. But in my last year of playing, I tore my ACL in, uh, I think it was early December. And I came, I came to Arizona to see my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, and then I went to the game against the Leafs and, and talked to him and said, hey, I think this is going to be my last year. And he said, okay, we might have, uh, we probably have a, a assistant or a color guy radio position. So assistant to Bob Heathouse. But as well, to, to do other things like push internet content and that's you know that's so important in evolving the the game of hockey and I mean you, you look at any pro sports teams now it's all about you know social media and, and, and growing the fan base that way and we, we kind of invented a new position in, in the NHL kind of like a Swiss army knife as far as we're you know we're pushing those those viral videos we're doing fun content with the players I, I'm, I have an ambassador title to my name, so I go out in the community and, and do certain things. So you're kind of like Drake. Um, you know, kind of like Drake. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like Drake, exactly. Uh, except I have to work during games. I don't just chalk uh, sniff the players on the sidelines. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but no, it, it's been good, and it's worked out really well. And besides that, I, I've, you know, I've stayed busy as far as branching out with, you know, the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Uh, I did, you know, that 
the, the, the TV or TV series or web series because now she does BC. Um, you know, I've I've also kind of creatively started, uh, you know, uh, uh, working with certain brands and, and doing fun ads where people aren't having things shoved down their throat without any humor attached to it. Whereas yeah. we're going with more of the hey, like if people are going to have to listen to an ad, let's you know let's like at least let them laugh a little bit. And, and enjoy some humor attached to it. So it's uh, it's been good and it's kept me busy. Yeah, but going back to the uh, the social media aspect, like most uh, most of our listeners know that you've been just an absolute force on Twitter, uh, even like through your playing days. And we just want to know, like we were kind of talking about it before you came on live, that uh, like did that have any impact? Like while you were playing, did, did management get in your ear a bit about like hey, like like simmer down on on Twitter here because you were just getting into fans' ears and and just letting them have it. So. I mean, like all of us, just as hockey fans, love to see that. But I feel like management wouldn't uh, have the same kind of mindset that that we did, just the average average guys here. Well, it's not like I was going out there looking for. I was yeah. pretty active on social media, and a lot of people would come at me, and 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 that's kind of. I think that once I I started going at people, people started coming at me, you know, jokingly more so. I liked it more when it was genuine, and there was some genuine hate coming at me because then I would just go off and. You know, there were there were about three or four times I got called in, and, and the team was like, "Yo, this is this is getting a little out of hand here. You got to tone her down." But uh, but because I was with you know the Coyotes, I feel that they kind of embraced it a little bit because it was starting to get uh, starting to get them a little attention. And and you know, I, I'm actually fortunate that Don Maloney and and the PR crew was were, were so lenient. And. You know, it helped me grow my fan base. And you know, if, if I wouldn't have jumped on Twitter and, uh, and uh, Instagram, I don't, nobody knew who the fuck I was. So I was fortunate, looking back, that I did that and and kind of created a brand for myself. Because you know, I, I touched on it earlier. If I didn't have that, I'd probably be in a pretty dark place, away from not playing and having you know no no university degree to fall back on. I don't know what the fuck I would do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say also, like before we get into some more questions here, I think uh, without a doubt you're probably the, the most uh, impressive contact on my phone. So I think some of the lads wanted to know if we went through your contacts right now, who would be the most impressive number that you got on your phone? God, somebody. Uh, I think Big Cat asked me that one time. Um, well, I mean, like of hockey players. I mean, you know, I got Connor McDavid. I mean, that's. I mean. I don't. I don't really reach out to him a lot. I don't look like bugging guys. The, the the closest guys I I'm with that I played with would be like Taylor Pyatt, uh, Boyd Gordon. Um, as far as like quote unquote famous people, uh, uh, Kevin Connolly would probably be one that's up there. Who is uh, E from Entourage? Um, Tom Green, who I've I've had a few after hours parties with in, in Scottsdale when he was there doing some comedy, which you know. He might be like a like a C or D lister or whatever, but I don't really care about that. I just care if they're fun to hang out with, and he's a blast. And he's got great stories. Uh, he, he, I, one time he brought his acoustic guitar to um, Trevor and, and and Ty Gretzky's place because I used to hang out with the Gretzky boys when they were going to ASU, and and we used to throw you know after our ragers at Wayne Gretzky's place because he still owned <laughs> his place in Scottsdale. So it was. It, I, I would say in, in my heyday in Scottsdale, uh, my first two to three seasons, I think we had about nine or ten after hours there. And let's just put it this way, I batted a thousand at that place because it was just like, there there were women everywhere. It was, it was a good time. Those boys, great kids, very respectful. Um, I, I'm not sure if Wayne knew that this was going on, but 
at the time the market had had crashed, so they I think they would have lost money on selling their property, but they were able to to obviously keep it afloat and, and have it paid off. So they waited for the market climbed back up and then they sold it. So uh, like talking about partying and stuff, uh, Ryan Reeves he kind of went public. Uh, recently with that statement that he made. I'm not, I'm not sure where it was. I think it was on a radio show or something where he said that if you can't play hockey hungover, you shouldn't be in this league. I was wondering what your thoughts were on that statement. Um, so surprisingly, I don't know if I played hungover once in, in my, uh, at least in my NHL career. Well, one, because I would, I would get in the lineup roughly 50% of the time. And and when I was in the lineup, I took it, of course, very seriously. And there was plenty of other times to like get after it. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go out in, in a waste cities the night before a game. That's just I mean, surprisingly, I took my job somewhat seriously. Although some people may think differently, it's just it's, it was so competitive at this level that that it, you know what it was really never even like that for most guys, even during the, like the heydays of losing, because right. because before before like our generation like when Shane Doan started his career with uh, Winnipeg they would fly uh, commercial so they would fly with like regular passengers on regular flights and usually they would stay after the game and party in that city and then they would fly out the next morning and then when they would land they would fly the rink and then they would uh, have a practice on a day off so it, it so it was typical then where guys always got after it after games because, you know, they were staying in an away city and, you know, back then there was no social media. So they were getting after it and really not dealing with any backlash or consequences through media. Right. So talking like with the social media and obviously you, you, uh, you had your, you had your time with the ladies. I know you said, uh, on the spin chicklets lately that you, uh, you got back with your girlfriend. So kudos to you on that but back in the day obviously you uh y- you had your time and we we're just wondering like what is one of the craziest things that a girl has ever sent to you in your dms or a teammate's dms that you've seen um i mean you know sometimes you get pictures like you know girls sending naked pictures i mean that's i mean it still happens a little bit now i mean in in the heyday of twitter when i was still in the national league level it would happen a little bit more but I don't know what, you know, I, I, I didn't really chase a lot of the social media girls. First, I just, like, usually if a girl's doing that, you're probably, you know, there's a chance you deal with consequences afterward and, and, and headaches. You know, I, I played in Scottsdale. There was enough females around that you could, you know, go on dates with and, and hang out with that were, sure. that were a good time. So, yeah, it's, it's not as, like, cool, you know, it's not really a, a cool uh, answer to your question, but that was just the reality of it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you gotta be careful, especially, like, even, like, you played with Sid, obviously, and I feel like if you're on a, just a complete superstar in the league, like, even then, like, I've heard rumors, I don't know if you can confirm or deny these, but, like, apparently, like, Sid would have these parties and people would have to drop off their phones at the front door, like, I, that's just kind of, like, what I've Oh, heard yeah, that's pretty common for anyone of status now, just, you just, because of, cause, like, you know, they don't care, they, I mean, Christ, they might even sell a video that they took at the party to TMZ and profit from it, you don't yeah, know, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and, and that's another reason why I would rarely hang out with girls that would, like, DM me or something. There, like I said, there was just so many to go around that, you know, were cool and, and, and down to hang out without being so aggressive. You know, and the fact you're thinking, how many other guys is she sending DMs to? So it's just really not, yeah. it's not really a turn-on for me. 
Yeah, just an just a group chat. I don't want to wake up with a dick cold the next day because I fucking hung <laughs> out with a girl who got ragdolled by another group of guys, you know. So uh, we have a, we have a, like a lot of uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fans that listen to this podcast, and I know you don't want to probably don't want to analyze it too much and stuff, but John Tavares coming to the Leafs on on Canada Day was one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest moments in Toronto news in the last. I don't even know Decade. since I've been born at least. Um, I think fuck forever. Yeah, honestly, what do you what do you think about the Leafs' chances this year at going for the cup with with the addition of Johnny T? Do you think they're legit, or do you think that they're still uh, still missing some pieces? Yeah, I mean, of course, their their back end, um, you know, re- relative to certain teams that are probably maybe rated a little bit ahead of them, like with maybe a team like Nashville. But I mean, with their top nine forwards, I mean, if they're it's all about timing, boys. If, if they're heating up at the right time around playoff time and, and you know, they're scoring, I mean, look, look at Pittsburgh when they won their, their second cup of the back-to-back. I mean, I think I, I forget, I think Latang went down, yeah. and their back end was pretty thin, and a lot of people wrote them off. I mean, I think they're, you know, they're, they're best, uh, their best defense in playing there was probably Umulin. And maybe Schultz, but well, yeah. I mean, as far as all-around defense and at both ends of the ice, it was, it was Umulin, and... Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would give them a very good chance, especially at the fact that, that with Tavares and um, Matthews controlling the middle of the ice, I mean, any time you have a combo like that, it's, it's ridiculous. Look, look at Malkin and Sid. If you can control the middle of the ice like that, you're, uh, you're in very good shape to put yourself in position to win. All right, so s- sticking with the Leafs here, um, what are you like? I don't know, I'm sure you. I'm sure you see Matthews's uh, Instagram quite a bit. Like, what, what are your thoughts on his off ice style? Oh, I love it. He's he's a, he's a fucking pimp, dude. He's, he's good looking. He's tall. He, he's he's a stud, man. I, I love it. He's you know he's, he's just he's he's like got the wink down. He's a boss. Yeah, just just gets Im- it. Im- and, and he's he's just a good kid. He just gets it. He yeah he he's just one of those guys that kind of has it all. You know he's not he's not socially awkward. He's he's pretty smart when it comes to quotes in the media. Um, and and you need a guy with that that confidence and that swagger in order to succeed in Toronto. And they've missed that for a long time. Like you, like the last guys who did it were like Doug Gilmore. Like not many people can play in that market. And if they have go on a five a bad five game stretch, have the confidence to be like kind of like like fan base. Shut the fuck up, relax. I got this. I went on a little bit of a bad stretch there. Just chill the fuck out. And and I I think that him and and, and Tavares are, are, yeah, and it's nice that he's going. Tavares is going to take a little of that pressure off him as well. And now Matthews is going to get better line matchups. Those guys are going to fucking destroy him this year. Yeah, offensively they're just going to take care of business. So I heard you uh, tell this story the first time that I think it was the first time you were ever on Spin Chicklets. You talked about playing when you played in the. It was the English. I think it's the English Ice Hockey League. Um, yeah, EIHL. Yeah, you talked about you show you showed up and you uh, you were staying at like one of your buddies' houses and then you ended up having to like sleep on the couch or something at the PR person's house. Would you no, be able I, to like well, tell I that slept story? On the floor of uh, I slept on the floor of the place I was supposed to sleep at because I didn't have a key yet. I landed I landed it on, on Thursday a uh, Thursday afternoon in into Heathrow in London and uh, one of the boosters from the booster club came and picked me up. It was like a two and a half hour drive to Cardiff. And I knew a, a kid named uh, Devin Didio-Mitty who, who played in the AHL, but he, he was playing over there at the time. 
he was suspended and he wasn't going on the road trip and he was boozing with a couple of local guys who the team always hung out with great guys so i go meet them and then we end up fucking getting in one well the next morning we're busing to scotland and i didn't realize how far it was long story short that video mini kid ended up going home early because he apparently been after it for the last couple nights and i told him to leave the door open well he forgot to so he locked it so i'm fucking banging away and this guy's passed out upstairs at his place so I ended up texting the PR lead. I slept on the floor for a little bit. And finally, she ended up waking up and, and calling me. And she came and got me, I think, at like 3.34 in the morning. Well, our bus to Scotland left the next day at 7 a.m. It's a fucking 12-hour bus ride the day of the game. <laughs> and all these kids all these kids had to pack meals. They didn't stop for a pregame meal or eat or anything. So they had to pull over. And luckily, they pulled over like halfway on the trip, and I had to like get lunchables Christ at the gas <laughs> station to eat. I barely had any food in my system. Just bus twelve hours, hungover. So there you go. There's a hungover playing hungover story. I fucking end up getting on the ice. I scored my first shift over there. <laughs> Dude, I, I played at uh, Junior and Elliot Lake, and I think I think we even stopped for meals on like nine, ten hour bus rides. Christ. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a joke. But the, the stories from that league, it, it was amazing that the things that were going on back then could go on in, in a, what was considered a pro hockey league. But but ultimately, it, it was awesome because I got to bring back all these fun stories. And like th- 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 those are the funnest stories, man. Not 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 usually the stories in the NHL. It's about the iron leagues where you're like like things like busting twelve hours a day of a game with no food in your system hungover. Yeah, and you've lit that league up. I, I was looking at your stats. So you had 19 points in 10 games played there. If you kept going there, you, yeah, you could have played Cross- an all-star game there. I was the Sidney Crosby of Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It, it was a, all, all in all, boys, it was a blast. It, we, you know, I, I got to experience the drinking culture, um, which, which is funny. I kind of documented that on my social media at the time. Uh, which it was, I was amazed at the amount of people that were passed out in bars and how they wouldn't ask them to leave. They would just sleep inside the bar. <laughs> Anywhere. I would go, I would find people in the middle of the day passed out in bars and they wouldn't even bother them. They just let them sleep there. Wow. So, uh, I think you told another story. There was a guy on the bus that, uh, he was like solving or curing cancer or something. Would you be able to talk about that like, no, a little bit? There, yeah, there, there was a kid, Luke Piggott, and he was, uh, he, he was, I, I believe he was a doctor at the time, but he was going for his uh, his master's and something else. But he was part of a, a group of people over there that that uh, found a, a cure to stop uh, cancer cell growth for breast cancer. And it might have even helped, like, like uh, retract it. So, yeah, his name's Luke Piggott. You guys can look him up online. But oh, he, he was a great kid. I think he still even plays for the team there. And uh, yeah, what a, what a bright guy. He, well, because I, I was walking from the back of the bus to the bathroom, and I was passing him on the way back, and this fucking guy had a, a textbook that must have been three inches thick. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm you know, studying, I'm a doctor. And, and the guy beside him goes, yeah, man, this, this guy helped find a, a cure for breast cancer. I'm fucking playing in the Iron League over in England with a guy who helped cure fucking breast cancer. <laughs> That's insane. That's a story to tell for, forever. So, yeah, it was, it was it was a great kid, great group of guys on that team, and I, and I had a blast. So we're just going to get away from hockey for a bit. <clears throat> if you don't mind, like we just got a list of a bunch of uh, – we do this segment called This or That. And if you'd be interested in that, we got uh, just a couple questions. Um, 
hey, you guys better hurry the fuck up because I got like I'm bringing Taylor Pyatt to the J Cole concert tonight for his birthday. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll do we'll do yeah, some quick ones. That. So basically, the gist of it, we'll ask you a couple of random questions and then you just pick your answer and what you pick sure. is what you got to stick with for the rest of your life. Sure, sure, I like this. All right, so first one. Would you rather eat roadkill for the rest of your life or have everyone sound like Gilbert Gottfried for the rest of your life? Oh, I mean, Gottfried, it, it would suck, but I ain't eat I I roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. We got another one here. Would you rather only listen to Nickelback songs for the rest of your life or read all 56 pages of the iTunes Terms of Use every day? <laughs> oh, what was the first part of that, sir? Listen to... Listen to uh, Nickelback song, like only listen to Nickelback songs or the iTunes shit. Well, I don't want to read fifty pages every day. I'd, I'd have to. I mean, I could only listen to Nickelback the rest of my life. Yeah, only yeah. Nickelback. Jesus fuck! Oh uh, god! I mean, boys, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't be able to keep up with the reading the fifty pages. I'd have to listen to Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do two more here. Would you rather uh, be immune to hangovers forever, or never have to go to the dentist ever again? Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I actually don't mind the dentist too bad, boys. I, 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 I take the, to, to never have to deal with hangovers. Yeah, that's, I, I've okay. sat in that chair a lot, lot, boys. <laughs> Live there. All right, one more here. Okay, would you rather tell someone that their new baby is ugly or that their new spouse is ugly? I mean, probably the baby, because a lot of babies grow out of that. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good thought process. Hey, here, here's a story for you. So I had this, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those uncomfortable situations. So I had, I had a buddy that I used to, I, tra- I trained at a place in Vancouver and great guy. And he kind of became like a, like a buddy at the gym. I'd say hi to him all the time. And, uh, I was walking before we started this, this nasty does BC. We went and rented, rented a bunch of camera equipment downtown Vancouver. And I hadn't seen him in like a year and a half. So I was like, I was like, Oh shit, man. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And, and I'm, a, I'm an idiot like this. I was like, Oh, is this your mom? And it was his girlfriend. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, oh, no, it's my girlfriend. You could see, like, she was just like, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, God. I, I almost, I, I would put it probably behind asking someone, oh, like, when, when you do as far as, like, thinking they're pregnant. But, yeah, how do you like, I, I talked from to that? her for another, like, three minutes, and my buddy who I filmed the project with, that Pasha guy, we walked away, he's like, fuck, dude. He's like, you can't be fucking serious right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it. I'm like, that's brutal. And it, and it, it probably is on par with the other one that I fucked up with was when um, I was in St. Catharines uh, during Christmas break and I was boozing with all my buddies and I ended up, uh, you know, bringing a girl home. And there was no cabs at this time that we left the bar and a, a cruiser pulled up and it was a cop and he's like, hey, Biznasty, what's up, man? I'm like, oh, hey. And he's like, I'm from Welland. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, well, we're fucking trying to flag down a cab. And he's like, oh, where are you going? I said, oh, well. And he goes, well, hop in. I'll give you a ride. So along the ride, he's like, I was drunk. Keep this in mind. And he's just like, hey, uh, you know, do you remember such and such from high school? And I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Me and the boys used to go. Or like, I used to fucking show four fingers in her pussy. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, that's my, you know. My my baby mom was like, we're having a kid soon. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I, the girl the girl beside me was mortified. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> it, it was bad. I, I would put that a way worse above than the other one, but so that, there's a couple stories for you. Wow. That's... I, I wanted a barrel roll out of this cruiser if I could, but the doors were locked. Before. But my, my question is, my question is, did the girl uh, finish the ride? Or did she just get out right there? No, no, I think we went and had a good time. <laughs> I, 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 I salvaged that one. 
Boys, I uh, I gotta get going though, cause I'm gonna be late if I. Yeah, no worries, again. no worries. We're just wrapping it up now. Perfect, Biz. Thanks for coming on, I man. Think, really I think appreciate I you, you uh, taking the time. Oh yeah, it was yeah, great. For sure. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Good it's luck cool. with the uh, the rest of the rest of your media career. We'll we'll be tracking it as you go back to Arizona. Do a little uh, keep your media going, and we'll keep listening to Spit and Chicklets. So we we want to thank yeah, you for coming uh, on, and taking the time. This this might bump you guys up to ECHL status. Oh, that's oh, what we, so we need to hear that. That's what we need. <laughs> thanks again to uh, Paul Bissonnette for joining us. That was an incredible interview. Hopefully, you guys love that. Uh, we'll keep trying to bring you guys some more. Uh, big stuff coming as we go here. We're trying to grow and trying to trying to keep doing interesting things that uh, that we think you guys will enjoy. And then that was that was basically one of the biggest things we could have brought to you at this point. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, and I mean it's it's one thing putting together like interviews for you guys when we're all together, but it's another thing to continue developing on that and growing from from a getting an interview like that um while we're all apart so you know what i'm looking forward to the challenge but hopefully uh we'll continue to bring the heat for you guys because that's what we're all about all right well thanks for joining us this week hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview give us your uh feedback and uh make sure you subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. that's uh that's big yeah uh, speaking of not a big deal we got five stars i think currently is our rating on the apple podcast app so Keep firing uh, yeah away. pretty good well McGee, I think that's a wrap of episode 29. Episode 29, man, we are getting old. So with that, I just wanted to say, find us next Sunday. Same time, same place, same lawn chairs. Cheers, lads.
Please. 